Hello, this is Five Things in a Song, the podcast where we talk about five things and I play a song. My name is Patrick Michael McGuire, and my lovely co-host is Om76 out in LA, 1,200 miles away. 1,200 miles? 1,300, I don't know, how many is it? I thought it was more than that. I'm not a mileage uh, person who knows mileage distances. I'm just a man. I looked it up once, but I forget. Wow. Yeah, wow. It was because I used it in my original intro. Oh, yeah. So, we, you know what? I was thinking about that. We need to be bigger on facts on our podcast because, like, you know the How Stuff Works uh, podcast? Not that we want to be them, but, like, sometimes I think we got to back up our shit with facts. Yeah, that's what I was saying is I like to come prepared, and I did the opposite today. You did? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's uh, 1,020 miles away. Okay, so I was like, uh, you know, you're pretty close. 180, mile, 180 miles off. That's round that down, and I'm basically perfect, you know? Yeah, almost perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. How was, uh, how was your week? Um, it's good. I was kind of late to recording because I got a new juicer. Really? <laughs> yeah. The other one that I had required me to cut everything into tiny little bite-sized chunks, that, and that was driving me crazy, so I got one that takes like big old chunks of food. And so I got all excited and and after work I bought a bunch of produce and I made like 3 or 4 days worth of juice. Like when I juiced the beets, it got on everything and dyed my grout pink. <laughs> and so I was trying to like like feverishly just scramble to like try to get that mostly cleaned up before we started. Huh. And uh yeah. I shouldn't have even done it, but I just got too excited because the juicer just got here. <laughs> you know what's sticking with me out of that whole thing is I dyed my grout uh, pink. Yes. I just, that's like the funniest, I don't know, it just sounds creepy and just funny to me. <laughs> oh my God. That's, <laughs> that is awesome. It's funny, you're just like... Up in the club, like one juicer, two juicer. I'm getting rid of my old juicer. I'm not going to be a multiple juicer kind of person. Yeah. Those days are behind me, Patrick. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad because sometimes I'm like, Om is just juicing too much. She's a juicing fiend and I'm a little worried about her. Well, I'm the kind of person that just hangs on to things more than I need to. And um, I, I am pretty sure I need to get rid of the old juicer immediately because those things are big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're awkward, too. Like, where do you put them? Like, if they're on the counter and then you have two juicers, then a person is going to come in and they're going to be, if they're maybe impoverished, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? She's got two juicers? Jesus. Wait, who is this impoverished person that we're talking about here? Me, if I come out. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I thought. I'll be like, oh, my God, she's got two juicers. She's doing really well. What I want to talk about is lying. And specifically, oh God, the the thing is, is that there's girls who listen to this podcast and girls on Twitter, anywhere ranging from one girl that I have a crush on to maybe like a thousand, but I'm, I'm just going to tell the story anyway. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Sounds like you got catfished. No, 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 no. This is, but this is a terrible story that humiliates me. Uh, basically what happened was, uh, last night, my, it's funny cause my Twitter name is upset tummy and I'm about to dive into those situations. My tummy was not feeling that bad, but 
I'm I was in uh in like a nice neighborhood in Denver teaching piano lessons and then I was getting in my car to to go to to go to some other piano lessons and I I basically just sharded in my pants like no oh but just like bad um I how does that even happen because I thought it's just you don't have a shart screen on your butthole. Well, let me let me preface the story, the rest of it, <laughs> with this: that like I'm 29. This hasn't happened to me since I was, you know, at least like a week ago. No, I'm just kidding. Like at least we're <laughs> <laughs> like you know since I've been a kid. Like, but I think that every adult, whether they want to admit it or not, they have these things. Every once in a while, they have basically. I don't a, know. I think that only happens to you if you've got a loose butthole. Whoa. That's an accusation. No, it isn't. It's just a. It's just the property of a butthole that. You no, I. I had complete control. I was like, "Here comes not." Diarrhea. Wait, you had complete control and you did it anyway. Let, just okay. I'm opening up here. This is obviously traumatic. So if I could please just <laughs> either get you to be supportive or just get you to pipe down. No, I just need to know all of the details. Okay, the detail everything. was I sat down in my car and I was like. I was like, oh, that's a little gurgle. And I was like, that's going to be some gas that I might want to get rid of that I want to pass before I go to a piano student's house. So I just sort of. Probably a two-juicer house, too. <laughs> like a really nice one. Oh, yeah. Their their house is nice. So basically, it was just like, whoop. And then immediately, I just was like, uh, that's diarrhea. And I I felt half just extremely freaked out and embarrassed. And then I just felt half you know like i wanted to laugh really hard because because <laughs> i was like i'm like 30 and i'm just shooting my pants in the car <laughs> just shit my pants so here's the whole point i'm talking about 30 is one of those non-diaper years i know um god damn it all right just stop just be nice to me because i shit my pants and i feel bad and i need confidence okay uh just listen so i'm talking about lying okay and specifically because immediately shit my pants <laughs> and then I texted the next uh, piano lesson, the dad, and I said, hey, Matt, uh, I'm not going to be able to make it car trouble. And then <laughs> and then so that was a lie. And he I could tell he because it was like 15 minutes before the lesson. And I could tell he didn't really believe me. He's like, do you need any help? Do you need a ride or anything? And I was like, no, I'm good. And. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, specifically too, because the people before him, he knows, so he probably knows. Or it was a new, it was a new like new lesson, a new piano student. So I'm sure that he knows, uh, or he had the sense that I was full of shit. No pun intended. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, oh my god, that was terrible. Uh, but I guess the whole thing I want to bring up just really briefly because we can't spend too much time on one little topic but it was it's funny because no matter what happened I can't teach the lesson I'm incapacitated I need to go clean myself up I need to go take a shower I need to clean clean stuff up but the lie yeah it spares me uh the embarrassment it's funny because I don't I don't want to have this one guy know that I shit my pants but I'm telling you know at least hundreds of people maybe thousands at least 10 yeah, I mean, 10, but I mean, maybe around the world, maybe in Canada or uh, Rwanda. We've had a listener in Rwanda knowing now that I shit my pants, maybe. But it's funny because, like, was that lie to spare me the embarrassment or also him the disgusting image of his daughter's piano instructor 
uh, sitting in the car just... Yeah, that's not information that he needs. But it's funny because there's the whole uh, aura of deception, and he knows. He knows that something is amiss. But if only he knew that, that it's like, hey, man, I'm not being flaky. Uh, you know, I've been, I need the money. Uh, I, this particular student is great. I just could not do it for that reason. And it's funny because it whole, it made me think about the whole nature of uh, lying and how everyone's like, lying's bad, which it is in theory. You just got to come up with the best one. But I, I mean, I'm sitting there literally, you know, in that position and I'm just like, I need to go home now. I'm not thinking about a good lie. I'm thinking about this lesson is canceled and I'm driving home. And, uh, but it, make, it made me think too that there's, yeah, we think conventionally that lying is, uh, is wrong. But I think just, God, mor- morality is just a crapshoot. No pun intended. God. Did you write that down? No, no. Morality is a crapshoot. How no. is morality a crapshoot? Because like this is a very small thing, but I think there's if there's bigger lies, bigger bigger deceptions, bigger deceit, maybe sometimes it's it's good in a weird way. You know? Like maybe this is just a metaphor. Like it's up to chance. Yeah. Like what if you put uh this on a national scale? Like America shits his pants and uh, doesn't really want to tell the UK, and uh, but it's but they're like something's up, and America's like yeah we shit our pants, but <laughs> I'm so uh, I'm so embarrassed that I can't even believe that happened to me last night. Like that is a thing that happened. That's just so recent too. The the wounds have not yet healed over. You know, I think everyone has a personal 9-11 happen to them as far as, like, bodily functions, puking, farting, shitting, maybe smelling like bad BO or something. Everybody has that. And if you don't have that, you know what? I don't want to know you. Why? If you are impervious to human flaw as far as this ugly stuff goes. That's my opinion. I'm sorry that happened to you, Patrick. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. That was like the worst. I'm probably never going to have sex again. That's the thing is you have to keep having sex even after something bad happens to your butt. crafts and um that's because what i've been doing recently is trying to get back to some of my childhood happiness and some of that happiness had to do with crafts that i did when i was a kid so now here i am as an adult trying to get that old feeling back and i went to joanne fabric and got some needlepoint canvas Mm. and needlepoint is this total like hokey 70s craft involving yarn and you can like make little uh, art out of yarn <laughs> it's like cross stitch oh it's kind of, it's like not like embroidery but it, you can kind of picture the idea of like making uh, an image out of yarn 
Yeah. On on a flat surface that's actually actually made out of plastic. Um, so I went I went to Joanne Fabric and got this got the supplies and I sat down and I tried to make some crafts and watch a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was sitting there just hating it. What the fuck? I, I that stuff used to make me happy, and I, this whole time I was just watching a movie and just going like I want this craft to be over. What about it made you unhappy? Uh, well, it hurt for one. I okay. used to had used to have little nimble child fingers, and now I have old lady hands that are all decrepit, <laughs> apparently, because just put shoving this needle through this plastic canvas over and over again and yanking it through, really got on my nerves after a while. I, I feel like that about some. I mean, it's different because you're actually building something, but games on on the iPhone, how they they now just know exactly how to construct them to make them addictive. So basically it's kind of this perpetual thing where you lose way, way more than you win. Uh, And it's just really not fun. I don't know, but it just make, you still want to defeat it and like succeed at it. So it kind of reminds me of that. Are there any things that you've, that you've done that you used to like doing that you just brought back because you really wanted to get that old feeling back? Stuff that I like to do as a kid Oh, you know what? Drawing. When I was really little, I wanted to be a cartoonist, and I just drew these goofy little characters. So I I draw now. I make little crafts. You know, I made um, I made my niece Molly a book for uh for Christmas, and the book basically is just pages of uh, her photoshopped in with like polar bears and dinosaurs and sharks, and it's all about her like being brave and having people that love her and stuff so that was a craft but that was a you know it was actually a pain in the ass to make um so how come you didn't cartoon the book for your niece that's a good idea i should have done that i'm not great at drawing people but you're great at drawing sad tummies yeah i could draw a little tummy all right let's talk pubes you down for that? Sure, dude. <laughs> okay. So recently I had a friend uh, hook up with a lady, and he was flabbergasted by the amount of pubes that she had. And I guess I wanted to ask you, it's funny because I just sort of see both sides to this, where I guess the conventional standard or the conventional idea is that I, th- I would say men and women kind of prefer there not to be pubes. But it's just... Well, that's just your generation. Okay, so you're telling me there's a generation and they're like, more pubes, more pubes, please. I'd like to order more pubes. No, it's just that like there there was a point at which that wasn't unacceptable. You know, and it was just part of your body. It wasn't something that you had to get rid of every every morning before you go to work. Yeah, yeah. God. Because it is a hassle and it's it's so rare that someone has it that I think when like my friend hooks up with a girl with it and he's like, what? There's all these pubes, kind of like something's wrong with her. Who's this friend? It's nobody. It's it's not. It's not. Hey, hold yeah, on. It's, it's not nobody. Me. I'm just saying it's somebody that I know. It is not one of those things where it's like my friend did this and it's me. It's not me. I read a tweet that you wrote a while back about Indiana Jones theme song. <laughs> uh oh yeah, that was whenever <laughs> if I can remember it right. Whenever I go down on a girl with a bunch of pubes, I hear the Indiana Jones theme song in my head. Swashbuckling adventure. It is kind of because you have, you know, it's 
you don't know what's in there and i don't know and other another thing too i just want to say from a guy's perspective pubes are fine that's cool i mean i'd prefer it without it but if you're a lady and you like a guy going down on you just know that your pubes are going to get in his mouth and then there's going to be that awkward moment where he's like welcome to the 90s patrick (laughs) and every previous decade i might add (laughs) yeah exactly but now i'm thinking of the 90s and like grunge music and kurt cobain going and pubes in my eyes yeah, for sure. There's definitely been pubes in Kurt Cobain's mouth. I'd be willing to bet $10,000. Yeah, and that's fine. And maybe that's just sort of the price of admission you pay for those kind of activities. But I guess it is funny now because it's so rare. And with like the uh, with just the the prev- you know super prevalence of pornography and everything, I think there's going to be kids who grow up and they're going to have sex with a girl. They're going to freak out. And they're going to be like, what is on your body? What's on? They're going to freak out when they get their first pube because they've never seen one before. That's true, yeah. But maybe humanity will just sort of evolve to the point where our pubes will fall off and our children's children won't have pubes anymore. Because why do we need them? That hasn't worked with ladies' leg hair. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I don't know. How long have we been wearing pants? A few decades? What do you think? For women? I mean, everybody. Uh, I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe we pants have been around for a long time. Let's just say that. Yeah, but maybe we need like another five hundred years, and then we're gonna men and women are gonna get rid of their leg hair and then our pubes. Oh, I see your point. Yeah. Now. And I just want to say too, I I I was hanging out with a girl a while ago, and my my whole thing is whatever the other person wants. If there can be some sort of an agreement, then that's great. If a girl, this girl, like my chest was shaved. I just thought that was better or whatever. And I thought I looked better like that. And she was like, no, I want you to have as much hair as possible. So I, uh, so I grew out my chest hair again, you know, because that was better for her. And so I think there just is that, that give and take. I think if you're going to shave your chest, you might as well just chop off your dick entirely. talk about adult friendship and when i say adult friendship that's not like code for fuck buddy if that's what you're thinking if you're thinking that you're wrong okay so calm down it's it's hard to make friends when you're a grown-up especially if you just if you don't have a job where you're working with a lot of people that are even close to your age like i work alone in an office and most of the people that i work around are in their 50s and 60s it's hard to maintain friendships because they require a lot of work you know, you have to actually schedule things and, and be willing to commit to them. Because here in L.A., if you say, yeah, let's go get coffee, no one really means it. It's It sucks. Yeah. Like, uh, that. I mean, that's a typical, that's a, a totally generic complaint, but it's absolutely true. I have a quote-unquote friend that uh, kept has said at least 10 times that we're going to get a drink or go to frozen yogurt. And every time I'm like, when? He's like, I don't know. I'm really busy. And I'm like, it, it finally just dawned on me. He doesn't really want to go. But now I put friend in quotes whenever I think of him. I don't know. I agree with you. I think the older you get, the harder it is. Like when I was a little kid, 
my dad <laughs> had like one friend and his name was Vance and he was like a pizza delivery man and he smelled really bad and he went fishing with my dad all the time because oh he was God. kind of the only guy that would go fishing with my dad. And I was like, you know, as a kid, I was like, I've got like a million friends. And even now, as I'm as I'm getting like a little older, I'm like, I've got like way less friends. Yeah. Once you're not in school around every single person that you're around in school was born within 300 days of you for the most part. Yeah. And when you're an adult, like there's just big age differences that make it harder to relate to people. There's other things, too. And I think a big half of what I do socially now is go out and drink with my single friends, just single dudes who are my my buddies or whatever. That's like our uniting factor is that, hey, we're single. Like, let's go do this thing. And it's just sort of sad, too, because then when that's gone, when someone gets a girlfriend or gets married or whatever, then what do you build things on? Yeah, it people disappear. That's another thing that really bothers me is how much people disappear into relationships. Yeah. Um, why do they do that? I mean, it's not like their relationship is 100% taking care of all of their social needs. Why do they act like it is? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's complicated. I think, uh, I don't know, it is. I've just, I've really, I've dealt with a lot of that shit over the last uh the last few years not losing friends but just sort of the boundaries of friendship changing and and everything where you have to feel like in order to hang out with them you have to invite their their significant other along too no or else you're being a dick no not exactly <laughs> I hate that but i i understand that but not exactly just more you know things used to be this way and then now they're different and the more you try to kind of phone in the way things used to be, the sadder the present is. So don't do that. Just sort of accept things the way that they are and move on rather than be like, let's recreate shit when we were 18 or when we were 20, you know? Yeah, that's true. I don't think I do that a lot. But yeah, I do have to hang out with people who don't have kids. Uh, that is the, the biggest beyond single or, or not. I think having kids is the most dividing factor of adults of a certain age. I, I feel like that if I was a single dad or something even, then I could always be like, here's my child. Let's go do this thing. And I hang out with all the other dads and I'm like, oh, he kept me up last night with a cough. It was still terrible. Or like <laughs> he said this one thing, that little that little fucker. Uh, I don't know. He sharted on his way. Well, stop, stop, stop. I just feel like father like son, you know? If I had a boy, though, uh, I would be like, son, I love you no matter if you shit your pants when you're 29 and you're alone, utterly alone. I would tell him that. But yeah, I think just just intimacy is difficult. I, I don't know. Intimacy of any sort, whether it's in a relationship or a friendship or whatever. And maybe that's just me uh, in my introverted personality, but it just is. It's effort. Yeah. It's hard to be vulnerable to another adult because you're always having to worry about, you know, how you look to them. Yeah, it's hard. And I feel like when I was younger, a lot of that stuff came a lot more naturally to me. And now it really is something I have to work on. So that's an interesting subject. Yeah, I have a friend who's going through a breakup, I think. Um, and <laughs> I've been spending more time with her lately. And, you know, she's been basically on another continent the whole time she was in this relationship. Wow. It felt like. That's correct. Oh, but she was living in LA. 
Yeah. Oh, I was like, that was a figurative. Comment. No, I know. I was like, where? I was like, cool. Where? Like Australia or? <laughs> um, the relationship continent. Yeah, I know that that is funny when you're when your friends are in serious date mode and it's not really heading towards marriage and they get out of it and they come back to you and you're kind of like, ah, huh? Look what the cat dragged in tonight. <laughs> out of your relationship, huh? Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. And you're like, let's grab a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course I'm going to recommend that you break up. <laughs> but all my friends, they didn't do that. They just got married. They were just like, yeah, that's it. I'm, Or not like that's it, like they were settling. But they are like, yeah, I'm like married now. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? You're- that's the thing is somebody can get into, somebody can get a girlfriend and you'll be like, this is probably the last one they'll have. Yeah, yeah. Where me, I'm just like, this is the long, this is, a, this is just another person in a long line of just interesting things happening to me romantically and i'm kind of like lately i'm like interesting in quotes that's what i mean am i you've got the bird lady you've got the baths <laughs> oh yeah three baths uh yeah so many things can i you've got the scary ex-girlfriend there, which one here you know what the I, scariest one the, the scariest one who had to be like leave me alone or i'm gonna contact the police but yes. i also had a situation where i was hanging out with this girl I knew it was never going to go anywhere other than just sort of physical stuff. We're hanging out and, and that's what we both like agreed on and it was fun and going well. And then I hadn't heard from her in a while. And then we went out to dinner and she said, Hey, I'm going to be, uh, I can't really see you anymore because I'm going to be getting serious with this other guy. We're going to date. And I said, that's great. And I actually said, I was like, this is like the most normal thing ever. Like, that's really great. And then and then I do take partial responsibility for the next part here. But I don't think this was that bad because I think this was like the terms of what we were doing. Then I didn't even know she followed me on Twitter, but I wrote, hey, Obama, I just had a friends with benefits situation and uh, you you told me I wouldn't lose my benefits, you asshole. <laughs> and, and then she here's what she did. The next day, she wrote a Craigslist ad about me, like a mean one, and posted it. Does she not understand how jokes work? Yeah, she was. She just was being too emotional because I think she wanted to get serious. And the whole time I was saying, this is really fun, but I just want to let you know I'm still dating other people and I'm not really ready to get serious with anybody right now. Those were my terms, and that's what she agreed to. So I was honest the whole time. She got really pissed, and I deleted a good tweet because of it. But Oh, oh well, that's okay. You're too nice. I am. T- I'd just I am be too like, nice. suck it, chick. I should have. I said almost that. said bitch, but I'm trying not to say that. I should. I should have said that, or I should have instead of being all, oh, I'm sorry about your feelings, or I'm like, you knew what it was. I don't know. And I tweeted this thing too. It made me think of this. When you're a nice guy, girls get surprised by that. When you're, you know, and she even told me she's like, you're not hookup material. You're boyfriend material. You're not hookup vibe. You give off a boyfriend vibe. And I was like, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe that's the vibe I gave off. But like the words that came out of my mouth were, I don't really want to date anybody. I just want to sort of have fun and see where this goes. And that's what I was doing. But anyway, freaking girls. Damn it, women. Stop hurting me. Okay. Yeah. And I'll stop hurting you. It's like a truce between all of women and you. Like, I'm just, I'm basically opening up my heart. I I love you. I think about you a lot. Who are you talking to right now? To women in general. Oh, okay. I was confused. He men women between the ages of 23 and 55. What up? 
let me ask you this question. Do you think any really impactful, meaningful art can be made uh, out of conditions absent of heartbreak and loss? Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. I kind of disagree with you. No, art can be made in totally in the absence of heartbreak. No, art can. Now, art, you know what? A, a dude making a coffee table, that's art, and that's great art, and it's functional, and he can be creative and stuff. But I'm talking, or he can be creative, and he can make the best coffee table he can. I'm not talking about that. And I'm not even talking about, uh, you know, a, 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 a comedy movie, although... There's great comedy that can be inspired out of like loss and heartbreak. But I'm talking about the shit that really hits you hard, that really impacts you. I really don't think so. In the in are you saying the art can only take place in that way if the artist is experiencing heartbreak and loss? Or has or, before. or do you think that the art has to be about heartbreak and loss? No, that the the artist has had to have gone through those things to get to a point where they can work that out through their art. It doesn't have to be about heartbreak and loss, but I feel like uh, some of the best art that I can think of, and art is sub- good art and bad art is subjective, obviously, but some of the best music that I can think of, film that I can think of, uh, TV that I can think of, just has all been built on tension. I think maybe yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, conflict is different. But I'm not talking about art that speaks to conflict. I'm talking about an artist that has been through conflict. Do you know that? You know what I mean? No, I still, I, I still think that artists can make something really impactful that doesn't come from that place. That comes from a different place. I mean, think about all the love songs that come just from that whole gut feeling of being like totally in love, and people push out art based on on that. That's not heartbreak. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. People experience beautiful things all the time. You know, I, you know, people who have, you know, who love their baby so much, their, their young child can make some beautiful art about that. And maybe it doesn't speak to you because you haven't been there yet. Um, and maybe it speaks to you most because that's what you feel the most. But I, mm. I totally think that really great art can be made from any, any push that comes out of your system, out of your body. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. The whole the whole love thing. I just think I don't know, maybe it's like a very big there's a very wide spectrum or array of kind of things we could discuss here, but have you ever seen that movie 7? Yeah. It's been a while. God, that I mean, I saw it, I don't know, like a year ago. I don't know why I saw it so late. But it kept me up that night. I could not sleep. You know, I was that disturbed. I wasn't like moved in an artistic way, but and maybe that's a bad example because that was just that was disturbing, and that's I don't know. But good art is sometimes good art kind of pushes you in a direction you didn't maybe want to go, but maybe you have to face things because of it. But I guess I'm just talking to the love song. I think that's a good point, but more of just some of my favorite music and my favorite uh, art that I've experienced has just been just kind of born out of a lot of tension, you know. And well, actually, you know what? Love is tension. Like all right. those. Lo- and I, you didn't say tension, though. You said. Loss. Well, let me. But let me. OK, I said heartache and loss. And tension is heartache because love is longing, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like right. two two people who fall in love or the conventional d- definition of love 
I mean, I'm thinking that there's just tension and maybe, you know, the best sort of lust, if you want to call it lust, or, you know, sexual attraction or everything like that. But it's tension. It is a kind of pain. Yeah. But uh, even, you know, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, that song, I mean, it's just like, oh, like every guy can relate to that. I was kind of having a debate with people this week on Facebook, but was how many how many watercolor uh, paintings of fruit bowls have you just and those are pristine and perfect and good for what they are but you don't know that you look at you look at different things you look at the things that relate to you as a person and the human condition is tension is conflict do you know what i mean it is amazing how much uh people can just get off on form and i'm using the term get off kind of loosely but uh why would people spend so much effort painting fruit if there wasn't something about that form that really appealed to them and really spoke to something i don't know i i a year ago i got into this weird streak where i was painting things and i painted a couple of portraits and i think they came out okay but i i'm i was still really worried that um people would be offended because i didn't make them look perfect um but i at one point i had the weirdest drive is the strangest urge to paint a cabbage (laughs) something about the cabbage the veins and the weird symmetry of it and the shininess of it was so compelling to me that i felt i needed to paint it that's crazy and i I mean that's i mean i know that's not going to take anybody off of their out of their seat but there was something that made me want to make that try to reproduce it with my hands Huh, I, I like that though. That's that's interesting. Because then I guess what you're saying is there was there was no tension, there was just a curiosity. Yeah, and there maybe there maybe there was tension in in some way. Were you happy with the result? Uh, I mean, I'm not really a, a painting artist, so it was very amateur looking, but I was happy with it considering my ability level. I like that you told that story. I think that's very interesting. And maybe that's right. Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of coming from a little bit of a sad place of tension and loss and heartache. And that's kind of like me wanting to, you know. That's why all those songs you sing sound that way. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm definitely not one of those artists or people that's like, I've got to be fucked up or I have to be sad or I have to be, I have to punish myself and everything. At least not, uh, it's not something I mean to do, but uh Actually, you know what that cabbage thing reminded me was just Miranda July. Do you know that lady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's awesome. She lives in my neighborhood. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. But how just her movies are and her acting is so great. And there is tension and sadness, but mostly just obscure sort of like childlike wonder a little bit. Yeah. And maybe, And that's great, too. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I maybe you convinced me through the cabbage that I should I don't know, re rethink my uh assertion here. My song this week is Hollerback Girl by Gwen Stefani. Nice. 
miss my shit All the girls step your feet like this A few times been around that track So it's not just gonna happen like that Cause I ain't no hollaback girl I ain't no hollaback girl Time's been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that. Cause I ain't no hollaback girl, I ain't no hollaback girl. Ooh, this my shit, this my shit. Ooh, this my shit, this my shit. Ooh, this my shit, this my shit. I heard that you were talking shit And you didn't think that I would hear it People hear you talking like that Getting everybody fired up So ready to attack Gonna lead the pack Gonna get a touchdown Gonna take you out That's right, put your pom-poms down Getting everybody fired up A few times been around that track So it's not just gonna happen like that Cause I ain't no back girl Time's been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that. Cause I ain't no hollaback girl, I ain't no hollaback girl. Ooh, ooh, this my shit, this my shit. Ooh, ooh, this my shit, this my shit. Ooh, ooh, this my shit, this my shit. Ooh, ooh, this my shit, this my that's right, dude, meet me at the bleachers No principals, no student teachers Both of us wanna be the winner But there can only be one So I'm gonna fight, gonna give it my all Gonna make you fall, gonna sock it to you That's right, I'm the last one standing And another one bites the dust A few times been around that track So it's not just gonna happen like that Cause I ain't no all back, girl Track, so it's not just gonna happen like that Cause I ain't no hollaback girl I ain't no hollaback girl Ooh, this my shit, this my shit Ooh, this my shit, this my shit Ooh, this my shit, this my shit Ooh, this my shit Let me hear you say the shit
This has been Five Things in a Song. I am Om76. And my name is Patrick. Please like us on Facebook. At facebook.com slash five things in a song. Five is written out. Yeah, five is written out in case that's the one thing that's kept you from liking us on Facebook so far. I think it is. I think people have been by the thousands trying to, and they just don't know how to do it. Idiots. I'm so sorry about that writing out thing. (laughs) All right, and please, if you have anything that you think we should talk about, email us at fivethingsinasong at gmail.com. And if you like the songs I sing and want to hear them again, please go to soundcloud.com slash fivethingsinasong. Bye. Bye.